Good morning, everyone. It's Monday. We get to start again with a powerful, wonderful week full of good things from God. This is George Watkins. Welcome to our broadcast today. And I am happy in Jesus. Now, one of the things we do on Monday, somewhat consistent, is to set the course for the week. Remember that. This is this is the pattern day. We get up in the morning. Oh, my. How can I ever live this week? It's going to be a bad week. <laughs> you know, Things are going to fall apart. I don't want to get out of bed. No, we get up and we frame our day. Well, I'm going to talk about that today a little bit. Before we do, if you haven't subscribed, given, given a, a comment or shared it with someone, do so. Tell somebody about the broadcast that we have every morning. I know they'll be blessed. Hallelujah. Coming up on four years. Now, I celebrate, celebrate the victories that God gives us, and that's one of them. I've told you before, when we started this in October of 18, my son came up with an idea for me to walk and talk. So I did for about a year, year and a half, and walked the streets of our city and parks and <laughs> the riversides and uh, talked about the good things of the Lord. Well, I chickened out when it got cold and snowy. Well, I went inside. But when we started, I if we could just get 10, boy, 10 seemed like such a big leap. Obviously, it was small faith and a lack of experiencing the flow of the Holy Ghost in this. So today, we're well over a thousand. And as far as the Father still nudging me, I'm going forward. Thank you for your support in that. And thank you for the prayers and the comments you make, good comments and encouraging words. Uh, just about every day I get one that sparks me on and, and I'm ready to fire off again. All right. Well, I want to talk today about a statement that I wrote out. See you on the other side of victory. Now, when I wrote that, when I dropped that into my little notebook that I have for, uh, for direction, I didn't hear the rest of it until I sat down and begin to put together that statement that describes the program. And when I did, I, I heard the story of the Legion. And Jesus, when he gathered his disciples together in the boat and made a declaration. And that declaration was, in my paraphrase, get in the boat, boys. We're going to the other side. As a kid, I heard Oral Roberts preach that message. And then, obviously, in repetitive uh, vi videos or, or uh, recordings, I heard it again. And it was, you can't go under for going over. I'm not going to try and uh, take that tagline. That's, <laughs> that's a classic <clears throat> from Oral Roberts. But when Jesus made that statement, 
let's go to the other side. It established the fact that they were going to go to the other side. This tagline I have today, I'll see you on the other side of victory. Jesus always had a pattern. And it spoke of it several times, indicating that he no doubt did it every time, every day. He spent time with the Father in prayer. Now, we know in some of the crucial times of his choices, when he chose disciples, when he was in the garden and so forth to face the cross, said he prayed all night. Well, we don't know if he did that all night thing every time, but he I know he spent time with the Father, for he always said, I do nothing but what the Father has showed me or told me or led me to do. So we when he went into preparation for the day ahead, which was going to end up in Legion's front yard, <laughs> the beach where he landed, where they landed, he knew the storm was coming. And so my interpretation of that, when he said, let's go to the other side, he was saying, I'll see you on the other side of victory. And that storm was meant to stop them. That storm was meant to discourage them. What it turned out to be was an example of what faith will do for his disciples as he was mentoring them and training them to be the foundational fathers of the church, the New, New Testament church. And so they hit the storm, but Jesus had already penetrated that storm with his confession. We're going through this, boys, and we're going to get to the other side. How about it? How about it? Can you do that? Well, I'll tell you how you can. Find the Father's direction. And when you do, you'll have, you'll have a, a strength in your confession that you have not had in, you know, in other, in other confessions. Oh, me, oh, my. I think we're all going to die. Or I just hope we're going to get through this. Or maybe if we pray hard enough, we can get through the storm. Well. You hear that voice of the Lord in your in your spiritual ear. When you do that confession that comes out will be as sharp as that two-edged sword out of the mouth of Christ. It'll be as sharp and as penetrating out of your mouth. If you speak the direction of the Lord, if you speak what you've heard in your spirit as a confession. Now, years ago when the faith movement really introduced us and some of the writings of Kenyon and, and Hagen introduced us to confession and confessing, um, you know, you'll have what you say and so forth. That was one of Hagen's, uh, Kenneth Hagen's great sermons. You'll have what you say. Well, we picked that up and rightly so we should have. It's a powerful principle. However, some of us, <laughs> and I wasn't totally guiltless, some of us just begin to confess a lot of things we desired. And I, uh, I was working with a, a young preacher in Southern California. We were on a large team of young zealots in a hot, charismatic church. And uh, he went down to the Chevy dealer and walked around that, uh, that brand new, well, it would have been uh, 73 Chevy. 
and he's confessing. This is, I'm confessing. I'm calling this in. I'm confessing. I'm calling this in. Well, he had the interest of the sales people. Some of them laughed and others were probably wishing it would work. And uh, lo and behold, it never did. Why? Because he was speaking and confessing his own passions and his own desires. Now, does that mean God doesn't want you to have a new car? No, no. There's too many stories of supply for that. What God wants you to do is speak out what he's put in your spirit and speak his desires. So how do we get, how do we know those desires? How do we hear the voice of the Lord? You do that by spending time in his presence. Now, I bring this up a lot because it's one of the main themes that God has certainly given me in my journey. And that is spending time, entering in, stepping in, going through the door. You know, all the terms I like to use. Get in that closet. The New Testament, King James uses the word closet. When when, When dad would preach that or I'd read it, I could always, you know, imagine some of our little (laughs) country closets that I had as a kid all jammed with clothes and shoes and and uh, as as a boy we would play hide and seek in those closets you know hide in there until someone found us so to me that was kind of what it meant but I believe it meant his presence where he dwells where he is the secret place of the most high He that dwelleth or he that goes in and abides in that place God is. When you do, you'll begin to hear and you'll learn how to hear and you'll learn how to feel his his heart beat. Amen. You know, when you enter into a room and there's somebody in there, uh, most often, unless you're just out to lunch for something else, you'll feel the atmosphere. You'll know if that guy or gal's angry or happy. And you don't have to look at them and you don't have to hear them. There's just something in the room. My wife of 54 years is very sharp when it comes to that. And I think women have a great sensitivity to pick these things up far more than men until we develop and yield to the Holy Ghost. But more they can tell they can tell what the kid's up to. They can tell if the kid is lying or or telling the truth. Wasn't unusual when our children came home from school and grant you they went across the street to a Christian school. So we could see him walking home. <laughs> And she'd stand at the door sometime. You're not coming in the house with that attitude. Well, she could she could see it and feel it. Well, you do that when you go into the presence of the Father. You feel his heart. You know his will. He'll bring scripture to you. He'll bring thoughts to you. He'll give you hunger. He'll give you ideas. He'll he'll shake out the dust and you'll begin to remember what you uh, had in your heart to do. (laughs) And when you do then, you have a confession. And like Jesus said, because he knew 
he was going to the other side and he said, boys, get in the boat. We're going to the other side. I'll see you on the other side of the storm because we're going to have victory in that storm. Amen. I guarantee you, you will meet a storm. They just, they, those storms just float around looking for someone to jump on. <laughs> it's just what Jesus said, Hey, you're going to have trouble. This, you know, face it, suck it up. Oh, I'm not laughing at trouble. I'm not laughing at your trouble and certainly not mine. I know that we need God's help in all these times, but it really is important to set the stage for victory. And that's out of your mouth comes victory. Declare it, pray it, speak it, sing it, worship it, talk among your friends about it, repeat it again. Victory's in your grasp because it's in your mouth and it's in your heart to speak. Bible says that these this river flows out of the belly or the inner parts of our heart. And the exit point most often and with the greatest authority is the things we say and the, spo the spoken word that we utter. So frame your week, find the direction, and then go for it. <laughs> My wife was reading a little clip out of one of the store magazines about a writer, a woman writer who <clears throat> took her six years to write her first book and she sent it off 41 times and was rejected and the 42nd time someone picked it up and she's become a bestseller oh hallelujah i like to hear those stories it tells us that she had a she had a word from god had, it's a God thing when that happens. The devil doesn't do that. It's a God thing. He puts desires in the heart of every human. Now, you don't have to be saved to have a God desire. But if you're going to develop that, you need to know Jesus. You need to get him in your, <laughs> in your camp or you'll foul out. Now, that woman had persistence and had faithfulness, but she had a word from God. And she kept going until she struck gold. Let's do it this week. Let's strike gold. Say it. Believe it. Hear it. I'm getting them mixed up, but hear it, believe it, and say it. There you go. That's the order. Hear it, believe it, and say it. Love you guys and gals. Monday's a great day to love one another, so go out and exercise love. <laughs> Give some love away. Thank you for your support on every level. Thank you for your uh, encouraging words, and thank you for your giving. Some of you have been nudged by the Lord to do that, and we receive it, and thank you so much. It's great. It's a great help for us to go forward, and you can get that information in the PayPal below or the address. Amen. Well, tomorrow is Tuesday, and we will see you then. Until then, be strong in the Lord and let your mouth say what God's saying. Bye-bye.